0: Hi, we are so excited to bring you today's episode because we are on location. We are at Campbell High School and we are with the incredible Andy Spinks, who is one of the two library media specialists at Campbell High School in their Learning Commons. And we are sitting in his maker space. Hi, Andy. Hi. You want to tell us how you um, got started with? Um, we're here today specifically to see the recording studio. So you want to tell us how you got started with the recording studio? Well, first we should
1: say that we learned about this in School Library Journal, the fabulous article written about Andy and his studio here. And so, if anybody wants to read about it, go to School Library
0: Journal. And then, what what issue was it? it or it was just January like January's issue? Yes. Okay, January twenty twenties issue of School Library Journal. All right, Andy, take it away. How did this start?
2: Um I've been working with high schoolers for a long time and one of the um constants that I noticed is is that they all love music. And um that's something that, that uh I can really relate to. And um I saw that most schools have some kind of video production studio capability, usually have a class in high school. Um a lot of uh Libraries in elementary and middle school have video production studios in in the library, um, but i didn 't see a way for kids to just make music uh, and record um, record music that they they wanted to make and so it 's an idea that 's been brewing for a long time to you know have that you know outlet for kids and with the makerspace movement it 's a perfect fit for that because it's you know it 's entirely um geared toward what they want to to do uh giving them a voice encouraging their creativity uh and and making so um when i started getting recruited for the uh, job here at at campbell that was one of the things that i talked about even in my interview uh was the dream of someday someday having a recording studio um in the library for kids and um Something the principal here really supported. Um, my colleague, Marty Blades, supported it. Um, so then we just had to figure out how to how to make it happen. So been sort of piecing things together um, for a while. Um, had a, the good fortune to have one of our partners in Ed, Dirt Cheap Music, um, uh, the owner, Aaron Rathbun, is a Campbell graduate. And um, so when I made the connection with him, that was really one of the things that that really started moving it forward because he loved the idea as well um so we kind of started putting things together a little bit at a time um i was able to get the um campbell foundation uh paid for the the computer the big nice uh 27 inch 5k screen uh mac that you see here um they won't see it but they we'll take pictures <laughs> and we'll post <laughs> them on our twitter would. um the um Camel Foundation paid for that. Um, uh, dirt cheap music. Well, uh, and you see, that's sitting on a on a large uh, desk there. It even has a, um, a rack mount uh, uh, area over to the side for um, AV components. Don't have anything in that part, but it, it's, it's it's an AV ready. desk, right? And I, that I got at the um, at the Kennesaw warehouse. Um, had them ship that over here. Uh, but what really, uh, you know, started to get things rolling.
0: Okay. So we said we were live and on location. soon uh, if you are a Ms. McClure or Ms. Poincott,
3: for homeroom, you need to go to the media center for elective registration. Thank you.
0: Okay, Mago. I found that if I put a break in there, then I can know
2: where to cut. easier. To know. So what really got things rolling was when um, uh, Aaron at Dirt Cheap Music donated um, a handful of uh, hardware and software components um, that we use here. He donated um, a really nice broadcast quality microphone, um, two sets of headphones, the uh, Small um, monitor speakers, the um, um, playback speakers that you see up, up top there. Uh, donated a um, Machine MK2 um, beat making interface um, and a Presonus um, USB microphone interface there for recording, and helped to set all that up, um, and. Um, in addition to the hardware there set us up with software uh, machine um, beat making software, PreSonus recording software. So, um, we got that set up. We actually had a sort of a launch event last spring with um, uh, Rhythm D, who is a a platinum um, uh, record producer, Grammy nominated, um, who came in um, and taught as short session on uh, on beat making so um that was really kind of our launch event um but it didn't get a whole lot of traction that year last year because um, things weren't quite um to the point where we needed them to be it was not a a real good acoustic environment and you know just it's a Beat making is a is a steep learning curve. That, you, know, you open up the software and it's like opening up Photoshop for the first time. You look at it and you're like, I have no idea what to <laughs> click on. Yeah. Um, I
0: remember that feeling opening up Photoshop mm-hmm. for the first time.
2: Yeah, so um, uh, the next sort of thing that um, that really moved it along, the um, uh, Dirt Cheap Music brought in uh, a small truckload of these acoustic um, uh, dampening the sound absorption panels that that you see around here and um, didn't really have a good place to put them but I just kind of stacked them over here in the corner um, to um, figure out what to do with later on And I started uh, pursuing trying to come up with a, a isolation booth to so the kids could go in and record vocals without any ambient noise coming in and, um, and without getting the reverberation that you normally get in a, uh, in a room, um, oh, do we want to introduce Ariel now? We or have a new, student. Have a new <laughs> student that just walked in. So we have
0: several students in here and we're going to talk to them in just a few minutes about w- how they feel about, uh, what's going on in here. Um,
2: Ariel also has the media release, so, um,
1: um So how did you know what to purchase like like what what was your starting point with the equipment and purchasing? Uh, who helped you with like determining what you need to begin?
2: Well, I have a lot of friends who were um, musicians and I've spent some time in studios myself so um, i I kind of had a, an idea of what it was what was needed to get started um, uh, you know it's It's one of the things that makes this possible is that recording equipment is so very inexpensive uh you can make really good good quality recordings with very little investment um the hardest thing is coming up with a good acoustic environment uh to do it so um you know so i kind of had a had a vision for what i wanted to start with but then you know dirt cheap uh aaron rathbun at dirt cheap uh music gave a lot of good advice and kind of donated a lot of what we needed to get started
3: so what was your i'm sorry no i'm just curious um i just want to kind of go back a bit to um the idea that you had said that you know the software can be difficult to work with so how are you introducing that software to students are you doing lessons on this is this you know are they teaching each other what does that look like and and how is that happening
2: a lot of it is them teaching each other um, um so we have um, well a couple different ways um I uh, take a pause.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I can edit. The, um, that'll get me into kind of introducing the students. Okay. okay can I fine. tell can I tell my my isolation booth story here? Yeah. Go
3: for it. Sure. Thanks. Absolutely. I didn't mean to oh, I really hate to interrupt. Can I look the bees? Can I look and see if you have a seven kind of bees?
1: Absolutely
2: the um there's kind of one box that has like the cheaper plasticky beads bought by student request i can't
0: if I stop the other ones ones then it it nice. it makes it two separate um, so
1: we just had somebody else come into the recording studio but while we're pausing with andy's interview i'm looking in his medicine box <laughs>
0: yeah, he's got a really great setup for a maker space the, like
1: he's got some really cool very archival books over there on, on historical atlases um
2: are those scrapbooks, Andy? There's a collection albums? of scrapbooks um for, uh from Campbell's history. There are bound uh copies of the Campbell High School student newspaper over there. Um
1: and, and there are
2: large the atlases that won't fit on the shelf <laughs> back there. That's just kind of storage. That, um the rest of the uh the room um yeah. so there's even computers in storage, but they're um this is a, a makerspace um as well so we have um sort of a variety of things in here you know for uh, making there's a 3d printer behind me here um, uh, we have um, some of the standard things that you see makey makey and um, legos and things like that Um, uh, origami lots of paper craft sort of things uh, that students can use Um, and uh, a sewing machine which i have do you ever get on the sewing machine I have no idea how to use it. Uh, I have no idea how to even thread it, and I'm scared of it. So <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to take initiative. <laughs> I can thread it um, for
0: you. I know um, how to sew, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, my mom taught me a long time ago. I've also put a needle through my thumb, so through the nail. So yeah. We need to have a, session, a training expert.
1: session and train the trainer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to go back and um, back to Ingrid's question about teaching the kids how to use the software. So. I want to kind of segue into talking to the kids about this
2: well i want to tell my story about the our recording area here because one of the things that set me back for a while was feeling like i had to have a, a real isolation booth um i went so far as to get quotes for you know you know approved construction quotes and that was something like seven or eight thousand dollars to build a you know walls in this back corner so that we could have have a fully isolated um, mm-hmm. um so you were going to
1: section it off from within the makerspace? Yeah, I was going to have a, in maker space. a booth in okay. the makerspace. Um,
2: and, you know, I just couldn't find a way to get that that done. Um, but I decided one day to um, go ahead and hang up the acoustic panels that they had donated and just kind of hang them around, around the room in case kids wanted to record um, that that would at least be a little bit better acoustic environment. We do have one sort of... Angled off wall that uh, cuts down on reverberation, but decided um, to hang these panels up. And I also decided I was going to get uh, go ahead and get rid of two bookshelves that I had on that angled wall. And I'd already unbolted them th- from the wall, and I started sliding them out to um, get them ready to for the custodian to come pick them up. And I had this lightning bolt of inspiration, uh, and I took my uh, took my uh, drill and took some uh, drywall screws and put these two bookshelves together at a right angle, screwed it together with drywall screws, screwed the acoustic panels on the back of it and flopped one of the panels over on the top and kind of pushed it almost up against the wall, put some panels on the wall behind it. And I had the next best thing to a real isolation booth. You can go back in that, I call it the the nook back there behind those two bookshelves, and it cuts down all the reverberation uh, of your voice when you're recording. You still get some ambient noise coming in there, so we have to kind of um, take measures to reduce that. But it it I basically made a a, a great little recording area um, for zero dollars. Um,
0: and that's always the best.
2: Yeah. So you know, so the maker mindset. Finally kicked in there with my inspiration and I was able to make that without you know without having to spend eight thousand um, uh, dollars. it's amazing how
1: creative so. you can get when the budget gets really high.
3: Right? <laughs> yeah. So that's you, amazing. Teachers and uh, students,
0: last call for students in home rings, Macintosh, Armasita, Tease, and Miss Monica McClure. Thank excuse you. Me, excuse okay.
2: So I'm going to walk you back in here into my little recording nook and I want you to just listen to how the sound changes when I get back here. And this is my voice when I'm back in, in the recording nook. So that's just a, an idea of, of how, that, how well that turned out just with a little inspiration and literally zero dollars.
1: How do you organize it with students like when are they allowed to come in and use the recording studio um, how do you work that out with within the day um, for using the space
2: well they're um, they're not allowed to skip class that's one rule around here um, but they can anytime they're they're able to come in um, you know without uh, uh, being out of area they can they can do that so um, we have um, we have five lunch periods here that are 25 minutes each Um, and that's one of the most popular times because you don't need a pass you can you can just come in Um, if they're able to come in uh, get a pass uh, they can come in on other times um, and also stay one day a week after school uh, until five so they can really dig in um, and And do a bigger, bigger project and get more more work going are
0: you guys on the block um, schedule we 're on the
2: block schedule um,
0: so class period is how long uh,
2: usually about ninety minutes
3: so you don 't have a particular sign up sheet or any kind of formalized <laughs> schedule
2: uh, i was <laughs> the word got out, and uh, I was kind of taken uh, aback by how quickly it got the overwhelmingly popular so i had to create a sign up genius uh sign up it's you know i was surprised at how hard it was to come up with a way for students to do self-scheduling
3: right mm-hmm.
2: based on blocks not on time yes. specific times of day um but i you know got that that worked out i uh, had to get a paid um, uh, sign up genius account but that you know pretty much manages itself uh, and they can sign up um, in advance for time, so um, so that works out.
1: So, tell us, what are some projects you've seen the kids do with this, um, and where are they taking it?
2: Um, I was they've done a lot of different things um, from make beat making, um, sequencing, um, to just recording vocals. Um, we've had a couple of groups do podcasts from back here. We've had uh, the other day we had a student come in and record a uh, tuba solo uh, for an audition. He's uh, uh, um, auditioning to be part of the Rose Bowl Parade next year, so he was was able to record his tuba solo and send that in. Um, So that was neat. Um, The thing that is most popular, um, and I wasn't really, I didn't really kind of foresee this being the thing that so many kids wanted to do right off the bat, uh, is just finding a a beat online Millions it seems like of beats available that you can download for personal use, um, and uh, just throw a beat in the you know in the track in a track there, and then record a rap on top of it. And they'll write raps, they'll freestyle uh, raps, um, and they just you know just download a beat and rap on top of it, and you know they can so- do that so quickly.
1: So finding the beats though, do you recommend a specific website or place for them to go to get those where they're not copyright? Infringed?
2: I I have a um a website linked on the computer there. Um so it's kinda of
1: bookmarked for them? Yeah.
2: They um to be honest, they find them on YouTube. Um okay. and um they use a uh, they use a U uh converter to download it as an MP three. So then they get a lecture from me about how that is violation of terms of <laughs> that's that right used for YouTube and uh, you know it's um, even though the the creator has given you rights to uh, to download it and use it for this purpose uh, you 're still you know not complying with your you know youtube terms of use so um, it, it actually that's one of the things that I love about it it gives a lot of opportunities to talk experience. about uh, intellectual property mm-hmm. right.
0: um, definitely and um have you collaborated with any music teachers or uh language arts teachers that you know the language arts teachers in my mind is your go-to for poetry which could transition into uh lyrics or raps
2: not directly with the um they uh, send students in um to to work on different projects one of the first ones was a a math teacher who sent a group in um they wanted to to do a project recording a uh they wanted to write a rap about uh geometry concepts that they were uh, studying so that you know they, they sent the students in it wasn't really a something we arranged in advance there um but uh you know they were just able to come in independently um, i worked with an avid teacher uh, who's doing project-based learning um, and had a couple groups doing uh doing podcasts there which um uh, we hope to actually get some of those entered in, in the um, uh, podcast contest um, uh, coming up this spring. Um, I've had, uh, uh, let's see, foreign language teachers who um, gave students the option. Uh, we were doing a um, Flipgrid assignment, and students wanted to work together and kind of take it to to the next level and record a music video. So uh, they came in recorded their audio in here, recorded the video, and then put those together um, and then uploaded that to, to Flipgrid for their assignment. So um, so we've had some collaborative um, connections there, but a lot of it's sort of um, not really arranged in advance. They just, you know, the send them in on a pass that's, you know, the student's take an That's how a lot of my
1: collaborative lessons are. It's just like teacher coming to me saying can we use this and then sending the students to come and do their thing it's it's a a lot of um, self-paced learning and uh, it really like delves into the creative part of critical thinking for the kids to be able to figure out how to learn a new software program and find the beats and the copyright not putting all that in together and stuff so
3: so what you all can't see is that I've just been enjoying watching three of Andy's students who are in the recording studio also, and they are being so quiet, and you can tell they don't want to be. And they're being so respectful, but they're just having such a great time. Um, Yeah, you can just see how completely and utterly engaged they are in this. It's just amazing. Well,
1: we've got one student here. We've got two. No, no, I'm going going somewhere with this. We've got one student that we were talking to before we started the podcast um, about um, a few of us are... Late, or 80s girls, <laughs> and so he's talking about bringing back Rick Springfield and Jesse's girl and taking that beat and creating something new with it. Do you want to oh, talk oh. to us about that?
0: Sure. Tell us Hi. who you are. Tell us who you are. What grade you're in?
4: Jared Modica. I'm a sophomore, at Campbell High.
0: Awesome. Now tell us about your your music ambitions and, and how this is helping you get there.
4: Uh, like I said, and, uh, when I was getting interviewed by the uh, School, uh, school, library, yeah, journal. school library journal uh you know 80s music and like old school music has been like a big inspiration because that's what my dad listened to so you know i always like listen to it in the car in the house so it's like big a big part of my life
1: so how did you get to rick springfield then in his beat
4: <laughs> well when jesse girls came in like, on the car if i listened to the first time i listened just girl i had to be like 14 so three years ago and it first came on i was like okay then it, when it hit with the, uh, the the hook or the chorus, I'm not sure, was that the hook or the chorus? It was like Jesse's girl, and I was like, oh, this is uh, i I'm not sure if you know the movie The Goonies. Yes. But it's like that type of vibe. I got that from the song, and I really liked it.
0: Cool. Yeah. So what what brings you in here, and what do you like about coming in here and creating?
4: Well. It's like you find new friends. and just like you get in here and you can be yourself. You can be whoever you want on a beat than you can in real life.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, one more question that I have. Maybe the ladies have some others for you. But what are your long-term goals after wanna, high school?
4: I want to do film. I want to do horror movies. Uh, you know, Alfred Hitchcock has been a big inspiration for my film. But I make music to go along with my films. So it sort of like matches up.
0: Awesome. Do y'all have any other questions before? Do you feel like doing
1: this has helped you in your academic areas as well with, you know, inspiring yeah. you to... You it's, know, it's a hard. great
4: stress release. Like, say if okay. you're, like, studying for, like, five quizzes, mm-hmm. exams, you got homework, you just come in here, let it all, and the anger artists. out on, on God, <laughs> practice, <laughs> and let it all out on the beat, and you're good.
1: I love that. I love that. So that's a, that's a great reason in itself to have this available for students.
0: All right. You want to introduce us?
2: Yeah. Um, we also have Ariel Bundy here, who is um,
0: Ariel came in while we were recording, so we didn't get to talk to him ahead of time.
2: He's a, he's a couple things here. He's uh, sort of the uh, you know mayor of the makerspace, if you will. He's um, <laughs> uh, He had um, the unique sort of situation last semester where he had uh, he had um, du- he was in dual enrollment, and he had a uh, last semester he had a first block class that he had to go to like a physical class he would go to here and a fourth block class. Oh, my goodness. So that left him like, I don't know, three hours. Give or take. Three plus hours every day. In the middle of the day. In the middle of the day that he basically was on campus and mostly in the library. So he he learned about the the recording uh, studio back here, and he just took it and ran with it, both in terms of learning to use it uh, and promoting it too. I think the flood of people that you know that we have had coming in here is a big part um, um, because him. You know, he's spreading spreading the word. So, um, I mean, it kind of has carried um, out out from there. But um, he was one of the you know one of the first people to really start uh, talking it up around the school. Um, the other thing in with him just learning how to use the equipment that. Um, is how a lot of the learning has been been spread here. He um, learned how to, you know, how to get everything set up and and do what uh, students would want to do. He was back here for, a, you know, he would get kind of set up and kids would come in wanting to do it, and he's already set up there, so he would just, you know, quick zip, you know, drag things around, you know, adjust the microphone, and they would start recording. Um, and that's one of the ways you can get um, that level of creativity and productivity in, in such a short time is it, having somebody who's kind of taken the initiative and, you know, to be the expert um, and, um, and really just collaborate with, with anybody who walked in the door. Um, and that, that's one of the things that I'm, you know, really delighted about um, how this has worked out. It's, it is a bottleneck to have just one, one of these in the school um and kids Isn't are so, get
1: the truth all, like every time we get something new for our kids yeah. It, it's yeah i mean you don't you just never have enough never
2: have to, never to, have, to have to enough access so you know yeah. it, they have a, a choice you know to either just wait sign up for a time and just wait um or to jump in and collaborate together on a project that's already underway and yeah. and i've seen that countless times kids who, who had never met before they walked in the room and um You know, an hour later, or even 25 minutes later, three, four, five of them are on the same song.
1: Um, You know, and
2: they're helping each other write lyrics and. um, um, So
1: do you? Are. Just like, do you have something that you have them sign that if they become famous, you're their agent? Or...
0: <laughs> Donations to the I don't, school. I don't, I
2: don't have them sign anything, but you know, I, like I, I tell them, the standard agreement uh, is that uh, they have to give me a shout out in their in their Grammy acceptance speech. Um, if they start to make a lot of money, they have to uh, donate more equipment uh, and help us build this out and and increase the opportunities, and they have to um, to come back and share their knowledge and bring their famous friends through here to uh to really help it. Uh, and you know, it would not it be
0: the they would not be the first famous people that have gone to Campbell High School. That's no. true. Yeah, yeah. Definitely we not, we have know. very yeah. famous you um, have a very famous alumni.
2: Yeah, yeah, Julia Roberts, uh you know. Um, Academy Award winner. Yes,
0: yeah, went to
5: Griffin too. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Was a student here. Yes. All right, Ariel, you want to talk to us about your music and yes. what you like to do?
5: Yeah. So I've been here. I guess I started really producing it was like August is when I started coming in here. And said I had I had third and I had second and fourth second and third block free, so I was in here for yeah, literally three hours. And then I met Jared, and Jared knew about it before I did. So when Jared told me, I started telling a lot of, a lot more people, and when then a lot more people started coming here there were days in here where we were 12 13, 14 people deep and like they were just sitting back there they were just sitting back here just listening they all had input and things like that and then Mr. Spinks limited it down to four people and you know that's I find it I find it you know it's probably my fault that he had it's my fault he had to do that but you know at the same time <laughs> at the same time as
0: like I caused it, so I can't really, you know, be I can't really be mad at that. But it's easier to manage than if it's just the four people rather than you yeah, know, it 13,
5: 15, 13 people. 15 people trying to listen and get on the track and have like a thirteen, fourteen long feature list. So yeah, it is much
2: easier. Yeah, we have a few logistical things about um, uh, you know life in in high school and recording in general. We we have to try to keep the door closed when they're um, recording. And also, if they're playing back through the monitor speakers, uh, we try to keep the door closed so, you know, noise doesn't go um, either way, um, you know, out into the library or, uh, or things coming back here and, um, you know, messing up the recordings. So we try to keep the, the door closed, but um, there is, uh, you know, some concerns about having, you know, a bunch of high schoolers in a room in school with the door closed, you know they right. they generally like to have have adult uh, supervision, you know, <laughs> in most places. Yeah. So um, the way the way that we've kind of um, got the compromise there is that um, I set up a little point to point camera. Uh, it's basically a, a, a webcam that uh, connects to a, another computer up at the circ desk, so that we can monitor. Uh, the room. That's a great idea a great to idea. stay in here. Yeah. So that's another. The sorority
1: idea. can see us right now if we wait. Mm-hmm. Hey,
2: yeah. Um, so that um, that lets.
1: Um, I need that in my teen
3: reading room. You do. Yeah. Yes. That's a great idea. So yeah.
2: In addition to this, you know, makerspace and recording studio, we have a whole library out here. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, you know that we have to stay on top of. You know, yes. and you know, work with classes and teach and do all the other things that you do running libraries. So that you know, having that little camera you know, that we can um monitor from the, the circulation desk. Let's us let them come back in here. But because it's a smaller, you know, image we just limit it to um to four people and you really can't get a good recording with more than more than that in here. You have to have, you know, because it's not a, a full isolation booth, you have to have uh limit the number to the number of people that you can get to shut up and mm-hmm, be still. Mm-hmm for 30 seconds while I record this verse you know mm-hmm. right um,
1: so while you're in the software program do you guys do you guys save files yes. to a specific folder my and folder. to your folder okay <laughs> my folder
5: in my jump drive because i know there are people who will come in here and they will look at stuff and they'll delete it by mistake that was my I'm next in question in how do
1: you keep that from happening with you know other students coming in and, and getting into your so music <laughs> a lot of so
5: this mainly so my folder if you go to here jared pull up my folder no, doc, go to uh, yeah, documents and then my folder. So my folder has a lot of songs on there and a lot of freebies that we've downloaded. So the way we, the way I keep it organized is you record a song. You don't, if you want it to be if you don't want it to be like in the regular section of the computer, I said put it in my folder. Like look, you find it, put it in my folder. Remember it, if you remember the name that you saved it as, t- type it in the Finder search bar and you'll find your song and/or your beat. So that's the best way I guess we keep it organized. And then I have an external jump drive that I use. I save my beats on here and other beats that I've downloaded. So I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna need, I'm going to need to get a hard drive so I can have more space. Because mm-hmm. it's 16 gigabytes on here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, eventually when more and more stuff keeps happening, I'm going to have to get more.
0: So um, do you all have something that you can that's original that you can play yeah. for us that's appropriate?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would be the hard <laughs> so part, right?
0: As appropriate uh, as in the uh, <laughs>
5: I don't uh, have, don't so have yeah, play a beat. Ari, you want to oh. play that? Yeah, I'm gonna play, play my beat.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is Ariel's original beat. We
5: made this at home at 3 o'clock in the morning. You
1: know, we have such a strong music presence here in Atlanta, too. So mm-hmm. I would love to see some of our musicians here in Atlanta get wind of this yeah, and maybe three. come in and... You
0: know, mentor, mentor, exactly.
1: and
5: Tornado. that's the max. I don't you keep touching this bread, just um, use that. This I made it like three months in the morning.
0: Obviously, not at school. We went from one song to another. All right, so Ariel, I have a question. Do you do you find yourself? Did you do this before you had the opportunity here? Did you make beats and stuff at home? No, I
5: wanted to. Like I used to volunteer. I volunteered at my church for a over a year, so I could learn how to do it. But they were teaching me more of of. A,
0: The sound Um, system.
5: The sound system of doing it live on a soundboard and listening with your ear and things like that. And don't get me wrong, it was fun doing it, but I wasn't where I wanted to be within that year. And then, I guess, you know, I call it God for me, being for me walking in here at the time I did and learning so quickly as I did, is I came in here and I was like, yo, they have a pad, they have a machine, they have everything I need. So I've been, I was back here, you know, Said three hours a day.
0: So now do you have this equipment at home?
5: No. All I have is my laptop because that's actually, to be honest with you, to make beats on FL, that's all you realistically need is your laptop and a pair, a good pair of headphones. And you
0: yeah, because you don't want to wake Mama up at 3 o'clock in the morning. No, no, I do not. She will take the laptop in the morning. <laughs> no, I do not.
2: So. So yeah, the software you referenced is FL Studio, which is a, a – uh, beat making software that I had not heard of until we started doing this. We had the machine uh, software that Dirt Cheap donated, but so many of the kids were interested in using FL Studio because it's um, so there's a you know there's a free demo um, and it's cross platform. You can get it for Windows as well as Mac. You don't have to have any hardware, but you don't have to buy hardware to be able to use it. You can just sort of you know you install it and you can kind of drag and drop. Um, Uh, beats and other notes into place and um, and use it that way
0: so Ariel, what is your goals long term now to open up my own studio was that your goal before you walked in here what yeah
5: so i so when i started producing i was like yo you know i want to do this full-time and things like that my parents were like they they they're more realistic so they were like you should have a job that funds your passion which now that i'm now that i'm 18 and i'm thinking about it i'm like yeah makes a lot more sense so Sorry. I plan to go to Georgia Tech after this at first after I hopefully I get accepted you know Lord willing I go to Georgia Tech I study sound engineering study sound engineering and then open up my own studio later down the line you know after I work with various artists now this is this is the long-term end goal this is 10 plus years so that's honestly the end term the,
1: the end goal
0: that is awesome. A goal
1: is a goal, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter how long it takes to get there. You're, you're working as you're on it. it, and you're having fun while you're getting <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yeah. So that's very, very important. So you guys are bringing up the music and all and creating the beats and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Is anybody writing lyrics?
5: Oh, usually. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is our third student in the room who writes the, the lyrics, right? Yeah, so okay. thing,
5: it depends. Like, people will come in here and those are straight freestyle off the head. Really? Yeah. Wow! And we we have multiple songs like that when it's just off the head.
2: Stunned by the level of creativity that that these kids have. They, c- they come in and they've never even heard the beat before. Somebody just starts playing it, and could be somebody else working, and they will just start freestyling over in the corner, and I it love just steamrolls from there. Mm-hmm. A, the so
1: I've heard some libraries having an open mic in their library one day a week and stuff. Do you see that something in your future where the students? Can get up on the
2: mic and share what they've created
0: in here. Maybe if um, it's clean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um, the um, there's there's more pressure in you know doing a freestyle, you know, or or even performing live in front of a crowd where you, where they've gathered to hear you perform. Hello. Then there is just being in a room with you know some people that. You know, we're mm-hmm. interested in the same thing. It's a and, lot and less threatening. Yeah. Yeah. Says so the person holding the
0: phone, report. recording a <laughs> podcast, where I'm not standing in front of a stage. Yeah.
2: Um, um, yeah. So we're still, you know, I'm still trying to deal with with the uh, you know immense popularity of, of this and find ways to um, uh, you know to make that more available uh, to them as it you know in the sort of the way that it is now. I'm, my next uh, plan is to um, set up another workstation, separate workstation for um, beat making and sequencing. That's kind of more, you know, head down sort of work. You know, where you can just listen back on headphones and you know adjust your your beat and um, do your uh, you know sequence your melody or whatever. And um, so you use these like the keyboard and the um, drum pad there to to do that. And a separate separate that from the recording um, aspect because you know that would just give two um, two stations that they can work on um, and the the people that want to do the the beat making sequencing aren't you know aren't having to wait for people who are um, who are recording to get a chance to do that.
1: So, Andy, um, for other library media specialists out there who maybe might want to start something in this library, what is your advice on the first thing for them to do to get started?
2: Hmm. Um, well, I guess the first piece of advice that I would give is that it you don't have to start with anything this elaborate. Um, studio, you know, recording equipment is very inexpensive, um, and there's... Tons of software out there that's free. Uh, I mean, you could get an iPad and a, you know, a microphone that plugs into the to the iPad and you know download an app and and have a a, a setup, you know, ready to go. Uh, so you can start very small um, with something like that. Um, it it doesn't take a very powerful computer to do it. A big screen is nice. Um, Um, because it kind of spreads out the more complex it it is. But you don't need a powerful computer. You don't need a Mac to do it. Um, um, You know, there's lots of uh, software that's available for Windows. Um, And, um, you know, you don't need a a really fancy microphone. Um,
3: Really just the space. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and even that, I mean, you can get a portable, you know, have a portable setup that, you know, that... um, you can put up and take down or, a laptop you know, and put in a corner. Um, you know, they make these sort of semi circular uh um I don't know what you call it isolation or uh, reflection mm-hmm. um booths that you can right. put around a mic stand and just have over in a corner for um you know, to record to get a you know, a better quality recording. Um but I mean you can you can do it in a storage closet with some, you know, styrofoam nailed to the wall you know it's, um,
4: the
1: things um, we do to get a recording yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you kind of have to bring your maker mindset to the to the process of building building the studio and just see what what equipment you already have resources you already have available to you uh, and a lot of times you can repurpose things that you you know that you already have i mean what you know, what library doesn't have an XLR microphone, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you you can get an interface to plug that XLR microphone into a computer for $20, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so you can, you know, just be creative, just, you know. um,
1: Are you willing for library media specialists to reach out to you and contact you if they have any questions? And if so, how would you prefer
2: that to happen? Um, They can, they're welcome to reach out to me. I can't promise a prompt response to to everyone. If I don't respond, you know, uh, remind me because um, I sometimes get overwhelmed. Uh, But yeah, you can um, email me, andy.spinks at cobk12.org. You can find me on Twitter, uh, at Andy Spinks, A N D Y S P I N K -S 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 S. Um, and uh, send me a message and we'll talk
1: awesome is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up or do you, you think we covered everything I think so I think we got <laughs> Grant, one of the
2: things I didn't get a chance to mention um, as far as getting the you know, knowledge out there we, um, one of the other things that we've been really fortunate uh, areas we've been really fortunate is we had a student who graduated from Campbell um, like about a year and a half ago who went to um, AIU and got his um, his certification in uh, music production, and he just drops back in usually about once a week and will uh, you know teach some pretty advanced concepts to the um, to the students here, um, things that are kind of hard to figure out on your own like that's um, awesome
0: like that how to amazing.
2: EQ so vocals nice to, to fit in with the mix and and things like that. So he's he does a lot of teaching. Uh, when he comes in too, so it, you know, it, that's another area I, I need to give a, a shout out. His name's AJ Lee. He's um, and he's been a uh, really big benefit for us in terms of taking their abilities to the next level.
4: That's fabulous. I love
3: hearing things like that. Me too. Those that is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's nice yes. to hear that the, they graduate incoming
0: give back. <laughs> yes, that's, that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, you want to send us out with a beat? All uh, right, uh, we're gonna send about what play with uh, that yeah. chest. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, okay. play it. Blast it.
1: So turn it up. That's the max. That's the max. Yo. Yo, yo, play Sorry, I'm not
0: All right, guys, thank you. Y'all are incredible, and I cannot wait to hear about your music careers in the future or your movie career in the future. I think y'all are going to do great things in the world. So set those goals and just reach for them. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. Thank you, overdue audience, and we appreciate you listening to us.